Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Chrissy Chris. Chrissy was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, and in 2014, Chrissy relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, where she currently resides. Shortly before she relocated to Atlanta, Chrissy began to change her negative self-image as a plus-size and four-figured woman. She was working in an abused woman's shelter and crisis center and noticed the need for more self-love and size acceptance amongst the heavier and plus-size women in the shelter. Of course, in addition to her own personal struggles. Through her newly developed social media platforms, Chrissy began discussing women's issues and posting more pictures of herself celebrating her body and total being. Chrissy quickly became a social media sensation and caught the eye of other plus-size individuals, supporters, and brands. She has worked with over 100 brands and looks forward to working with many, many more. Chrissy has also been featured and published in several media outlets, and was recently casted by Bravo TV for the 2019 reboot of Blonde Date. So I introduce <laughs> to you all, Chrissy Chris. Hello, Chrissy. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Let's get into this interview. Okay. So of course, so of course this podcast is called Purposely Boston Up. Chrissy, mm-hmm. what is your definition of purpose? I think it's one of those things that drives you to want to live and want to do more in life. It's one of those magnetic things. Like It's like a force that you just can't get away from because you know it's something you're supposed to be doing. So even though it's not like a real definition, I'm one of those people that just, I don't ever give a real definition. I just give it my way. So it's just, to me, it's just, you know, you knowing, you know what it is you're supposed to be doing in this life and you go for it. And it makes you happy when you do decide to go for it. Yes, absolutely. That's what, you know, that's what this whole podcast is about. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about, you know, what drives you every single day. And of course, Mm -hmm. everyone is going to have their own um, definition of what purpose is. You know, you can't go by that that Webster Dictionary definition. Yeah, it's it's universal, but everybody Mm -hmm. has their own definition of what purpose is. Mm -hmm. So if you can describe yourself in one word, one word only, Chrissy. What would it be and why? My word has always been audacious, which to me is like a fearless and bold person or just fearless and bold. So I'm, I think I'm going to stick with audacious for now, but I do see myself evolving. But as of right now, it's still audacious. Awesome. Yes, being fearless. I was just actually at a meet with a client and they're actually um, hosting their annual conference. And I was like, you know, did you have a thing for this year? And she was like, yeah, fearless. She was like, because in 2020, we are not playing and we are not accepting no. I said, I know mm-hmm. that's right. Being right. fearless <laughs> is where it's at. I mean, if you make all your moves being fearless, you'll get really far. <laughs> yeah, because it's just one of those things like taking, I mean, it's all risk. You know what I mean? Right. So if we don't, if we don't take risks nine times out of ten, we're going to stay stagnant. So you got to take right. risks if you want to. If you want to level up, you got to take a few risks. That's right. That's right. You can't be 
um, tiptoeing out here, being super scared all the time. And, uh-huh. you know, your fear definitely get in the way of you being the best version of yourself. Right. I heard, I heard this quote one time that said, um, something, I can't remember exactly what it said, but, um, fear has failed more people than actual doing or something like that. So it means that more, more people will fail at just being afraid than those people who actually get out there and try. Something like that. Some shit. I like believe that. it. It doesn't even matter because yeah. I haven't heard of it. So, <laughs> but I can't know. remember it. But that was it was something about fear, and it, it again I been doing so much I can't even remember the damn quote but it was something about that fear and failure <laughs> that's what so, I remember fear and failure that's crazy but that's alright because that's what it is if you have that fear of failure you just mm, it's yeah. like your whole life is on pause it's like so mm-hmm. what's going to be the next move if you're scared or you know like how should I you know wh- where do I take the next step so guys be out here and be fearless in 2020 but then still continue to be fearless because you'll get so much accomplished yeah so who inspired you as a child um you know I'm sure you know we all of us out here we all usually have like role models and mentors and who who was that person that you know you know you know you look at them you said I want to be like them when I go up or you know you took some traits and some characteristics from them to help mold who you are today as a child, right? Yeah. Well, let me just say this. My answer is going to be a little bit more reversed than that just because of my upbringing. So because of my upbringing, I had a mother that was on drugs for, since I was nine years old. So I knew what I did not, I did not want to be. And, and, mm-hmm. and that was my thing. So rather me having someone to say, oh, I look up to them. I had someone mm-hmm. to say, oh, I don't want to be this way. Mm-hmm. And so drugs actually inspired me. To, to not wow. be an addict and to and to go mm-hmm. and to and to live a plentiful life and just not do things that could be detrimental to my my entire being. So again, I didn't have that one person. I don't come from that family, but there's you know people. I, basically, I was one of the first people in my family to go to college on my on my mom's side. So that kind of tells oh, wow. you there, you mm-hmm. know, what type of family I come from. Um, definitely don't come from that golden spoon kind of family. So again. My entire life and my childhood was centered around getting away from drugs and abuse. Wow. Wow. And you're actually the second person. I actually interviewed someone yesterday um, who actually gave me almost a similar answer um, Mm -hmm. to that question. And she said, you know, like her mother wasn't on, you know, she wasn't on drugs. She was saying, you know, her mom just wasn't the greatest role model. So, she you know, like she had a lot of siblings and it was like survival of the fittest. So she was like, you know, I basically did what I had to do, but my mom was very determined in the things that she did. So she said, I definitely did get that, you know, that trait from her, and that actually helped mold who I am today. Right. Yeah, it gets like that. You know, everybody. Well, one of the things I got from my mom is that my mom was an emotional fighter, and that's me. I'll be crying and fighting mm. at the same damn time. So that, that is one thing <laughs> that I did. I did. I do remember that I took from my mom, who's actually clean now, by the way, and who um, mm. is the one that actually inspired me to go back and to do the work in the nonprofit organizations and, and work as an addiction counselor. I went back to school in 2016 for addiction counseling, and I worked in a treatment center for about two years. 
and I and I loved it, and I felt like I was living in my purpose. But because I was so popular on social media, it just did not work for me. So I kind of wow. had to step back. But I still have there's still a huge piece of me that whenever I see any type of causes or events or I watch anything on TV that's dealing with, with, you know, people trying to recover from drugs and alcohol. It's just one of those things that's always in my heart. And I'll get back to it, but in a, in a different way. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, everything happens in its own timing. You know, you, you had that time for two years and, you know, suddenly you had to, you know, you had to come back from it. But, you know, you, you'll be back. You'll be back. Like yeah. you said, it might be in a different form. You just never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. 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 So we out here being a plus size advocate doing <laughs> the damn thing. And you out here just showing everyone that it's okay to be comfortable in your size. So what yeah. basically inspired you to do this? And, you know, just let our listeners know a little background on, you know, how it all started and where you are now. Yeah. Again, um, my second time around in college, I was was doing an internship, and I ended up working at this abused women's shelter. And the bigger women, the self-esteem was so damn low that I would leave there. I, I, sometimes I would just have to go in the bathroom just to cry. You know what I mean? Like, wow. it would just be, nobody's going to want me. You know, who's going to want me now? You know, I'm just a fat bitch. Like, it would just be so degrading. And it's not to say that the other women, the you know, that weren't plus size, weren't going through the same thing, but they're, they're their thing was, I'm going to give me somebody and move forward. That's what I thought at that particular time, not to say, not to categorize everybody, but when I, when I start to see that among, amongst the bigger women and I would be, I would try to console them. And here I am, a, a college student. I, I am no pro in this or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. And not only that, me being a, a fluffier person myself uh, <laughs> and always having big legs, which uh, was just my thing. I absolutely hated my legs, but it's the thing that the world loves about me the most. Uh, kind of, which is which is super weird. But me going through that thing where I'm like, my my body's just not proportioned. I didn't understand curves and stuff back then because back then we're talking about 2009 when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I was always a popular girl, so I will say that I was always a popular girl, but at the same time, I didn't embrace my figure like that. And, and the world wasn't embracing right. curvy figures like that. And so I did, I just thought that my body would just shape weird as shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I just, <laughs> I just feel like I'm odd, you know, like my waist is, is small. Like I got broad shoulders, a little like I played football. Like that was, I always oh, looked geez. like I, I worked out or something like that. And so that's kind of where it started. It wasn't no, you know, I saw a commercial and I said, oh, I want to be like those girls. Again, that's mm-hmm. not my story. A lot of my story comes from the struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where I am now, um, to answer that part of the question, I've just been celebrating my whole entire being. You know, like years ago, if Chris, you would have seen Chrissy six years ago when I first got on social media, people that have seen me have seen me flourish. And I was that person that, thinking that I was going to get on social media and, you know, you know, take a selfie here. They know how girls do. People rarely take selfies in the mirror now, but it was just, it was that selfie time. And I thought I was going to take a selfies and talk about hair care. I had no idea that my social media was going to blow up to over a million people. You know what I mean? And right. Um, even then 
I wasn't at the point. But one pivotal point that I remember is I moved to Atlanta. I came from Memphis and I moved to Atlanta. And um, this lady, this boutique, had reached out to me after I had done a photo shoot. So, you know, you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then people knew on my platform, knew that I was in Atlanta, and they were tagging me in opportunities that I was too afraid to to uh, embark on myself. And they were like, oh, we mm-hmm. want to see you. They're shooting for this curved thing, and we would love for you to be in it. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm too, I can't do all that. And so I had a lot of people that pushed me into, like, the model aspect for a long time. And this one lady that owned this boutique said, you know, I want you to model my clothes. Me knowing nothing about modeling and getting up there with model. I know nothing about posing. You know, I do nothing about anything. Right. And um, I was still very self-conscious of my legs. And so it was this one girl that was there, and this kind of stuck with, stuck with me. And um, she was self-conscious of her arms. And the lady, I heard, the lady wasn't talking to me, but she told the girl, where if you're a model and you can't represent my clothes the way that you need, that they need to be represented because I see fear in your pictures, I can't use you. And at that time, no lie, I was enjoying the clothes, the free clothes so much that I was like, oh, shit, I got to get this together because I want these free clothes. It's crazy. But that was one of the things that I remember <laughs> that changed my thought process. So here I am, you know, and she would do like one, and she would do the things that models hate too, is a lot of models, because of editing, don't like live videos and so she would do that too and and so um i i would be like okay we got we got to do a video you know and so i would just put this face on that really this this face of power and fear that i really didn't have it was just like the fake till you make it thing (laughs) but that's Mm -hmm. from that point on i think i changed wow i saw a change in myself wow that is that's dope but you know, like she said, listen here. Um, yeah, you are not photogenic at all. Like I can tell right. that you really are timid, kind of shy. Like, uh, I don't know if I really want to be doing this. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like she, she wanted the opportunity, but at the same time, she wasn't comfortable enough. All of her poses must must have looked super awkward. Right. And, you know, as women, there are things that we, we're always our biggest critic, and there are things that we don't like about our ourselves, you know. And it's funny right. that the things that we may not like about ourselves, people actually love. And and that was my story, right. too. And like I said, that girl, she don't even know this. It's about me listening to her. That kind of changed me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and, it, and ever since then, my friend said, that lady, that situation just released a beast. <laughs> but yeah wow that is crazy power yeah. of words i'll tell you that mm-hmm. get you right in order <laughs> real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> she said oh no i want to be out here i need to get myself together i wanted the free clothes i know it was crazy <laughs> back then but i wanted the damn free clothes and i was like okay <laughs> all right we'll work she for clothes free free <laughs> I'm a smile, cheese. What you want me to do? Though? Lay on the floor? <laughs> what you need me to do? Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I usually ask this question on every episode because I want to hear, one, of course, some of the things you have accomplished, but also what your definition of success is. So what is your definition of success, and what do you consider your biggest success? And it can be personal or business-related. So my definition of success would be accomplishing something, accomplishing a goal. And mm-hmm. so it to, to me, it does not necessarily have to be financial because I know a lot of people with money that are not happy. Mm-hmm. But accomplishing a goal that actually uh, makes you happy and feel like, you know, 
you did something. And to me, that's kind of how I, I, I measure success is by the goals that I accomplish. Mm-hmm. And from there, accomplishing one goal will take you on to the next. So it's not just one thing that I can say is success for me, but to me, it's more so of an accomplishment. Gotcha. Uh, and then, and then the the feeling that comes with the accomplishment, and that's and that's success for me. So I don't care if you broke your nail and you learn how to fix it. That's a success for me because now you know you know right. how to fix nails. You know what I mean? Like so, that's just a mm-hmm. small success, but it'll learn. It'll teach you how to do other things. Now you know you know how to fix nails. Now you maybe have to do a whole set. You know, you know how to do a whole set, then maybe you can be a nail tech. Like things like that. So I like right. small successes because I think they help you to build character. It does. Um, I don't know. One of one of my biggest successes to me is independence. I think when I, I I value my independence so much that it's crazy. You know, if I'm ever in a position, you know, I've been in positions where I've lost jobs. I, I've had the craziest fucking work history ever. It's like I work somewhere and a job will close in six months. You like, damn, oh, my whole job will close. Like that has been my history. So I'm definitely wasn't even before social media wasn't going to be one of those ones that was going to be able to retire from anywhere because again, a lot of my work um, experience has been in the social services field. And then one thing about social services, when the government wants to take their money and give it to uh, a, another program or another group of people, they will, and then you'll be left without a job. Yeah. Um, but that happened to be my story. So for me, I value independence. Not only that, too, is because uh, I'm my mother's firstborn, and so I had so much freedom. Thank God I had a, a, a dad in my life. I had a father and figure in my life. But I had so much freedom when I was growing up that everybody thought that I was just going to be this wild child on drugs, being pregnant or whatever. And I wasn't. It's because they, I'm 35 and I still am scared to have a kid. <laughs> but that is what the things were. And not even just scared, but I always had something to prove to, to, to people that thought that I was going to be like my mom because my mom was everybody's favorite and then she ended up on drugs. So for me to be able to take care of myself, that's one of my most valuable successes ever. Because taking care of myself leads me to do other things. If I can take care of myself and support myself, I can take a vacation. I can take these opportunities. So independence mm-hmm. is very important to me. That's awesome. That's yeah. great that you're even able to say that. Because you know, a lot of people just stubborn. They just like whatever. But yeah, you know, like you, said, I, I value independence so much. Like when you can when you can buy the things that you want to buy. It may not be you may not buy a Gucci belt, but that you can buy a belt. You know what I'm saying? Like those those right. are the things, the things that that keeps me humble as a person, and the things that I value. Because again, working in the social service field will make you feel so much gratitude. You you would definitely have to have an attitude of gratitude because you work with the people with the lowest of the low. And I think because I've yeah. done that for so many years, my outlook on life is so different than what people would think because I'm so out there as, as like a model figure Um, until they talk to me and they know like my background and they say, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. When you're dealing with a population like that, you definitely get yeah. um, various personalities and and yeah. you really get to see like what they think about themselves. So yeah, mhm, mm-hmm. and that's because their yeah. voices were taken away from them, so they don't yeah. know how to like speak up and you know say no. And you know that's a powerful thing to do nowadays. Um, to say no and you know how to voice their opinion and things of that sort. So I get it. I definitely get yeah. it. So yeah. if we can go back to young Chris, you know, when she was probably about. 10, 11, 12, maybe. What would be a piece of advice you would tell her? If you can go back, what's one good piece of advice you would tell young Chris? Um, I would say just greater later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
just it gets greater later. Like it's not gonna always rain. Right. You know, you need the sunshine and the rain to to grow. So I would tell her it gets greater later. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And and and, and I think one of my um best advice I mean, everybody gave good advice, but the best one I heard was it's going to be okay. Um, yeah. and, 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 and that's such a good one because, you know, as a, as a child, you think, okay, you know, things happen. Sometimes you don't know how to cope with them or, you know, based off of your story and based off how you were raised and based off your environment, cause your environment definitely plays a part in who you are. Right. So things are going to be okay. Like you said, everything doesn't happen forever. Like this one thing is not going to be going on forever. It's okay. Yeah. It's going to be a shift and prepare for the shift. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 a good piece of advice. So I'm sure you get a little busy from here and there. So how do you practice self love and self care? Uh, girl, I do so much self love and self care. It's probably excessive. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's excessive. <laughs> Again, you know, coming from where I'm from, you just, you just have to. You you have to be that one. I I didn't come from that family where we told you know uh, our each other we love each other. Again, I had a mom. You know, girl. You know, a, a person's mom, a baby or kid's mom, is very important in their life. So when you take that factor away, you take away a lot of love and nurture. Mm-hmm. And so I always told myself, forget this. That's a damn adult. I'm gonna love myself to the fullest. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. I'm gonna ride with the with the AC on and the windows down. Like <laughs> I'm gonna just do weird <laughs> shit. So. Um, I do that. In the wintertime, it's kind of difficult for me because I don't like the cold like that. But in the summertime, I swim a lot. So that's okay. um, one of the things that people have known about my platforms, that pictures of me that I've gone viral, the pictures of me swimming, because I actually swim, swim. So that's one of the things that help me to practice self-love. It makes me feel good when I'm in a swimsuit. The water feels good. You know, I get to yes. be out there and make everybody cool, look at me crazy because they're trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell I'm wearing. You know, all of that. So definitely that. Um, and then in the colder months, I kind of like to chill and like reflect. Okay. Chill and like reflect and just be around people. I, I like being around people. I'm at a point now to where I'm learning to be around people who are completely totally different from me because I'm pushing myself to grow in a different way. You know, I feel like if I stay around people who are just like me, I'm going to think a certain way. You know, I'm continuing to think a certain way. But if I be around a different group of people that I'm not used to, I can, you know, elevate and grow. No, that's true. And then you learn different yeah. things about yourself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I didn't know I was able to, you know, come up with this or do that yeah, absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's always good. That's definitely a good piece of advice, though. So, guys, if, yeah. if you're out here, like, we can all be grinding and having different mm-hmm. roles, but definitely, like I said, surround yourself by different people, Um, but y'all all have that that good energy. Like, I, I right. always stress that energy is transferable. As soon as I'm in your presence and you and you don't feel right to me, I got to take an exit because I can't mesh my energy with yours. And then mm-hmm. I'm just going to be able to turn your energy into positive energy. Like sometimes, no, if I start off when they woke up in the morning, if you cranky, don't come to me. Don't come to me. <laughs> right. Get yourself together first. Then we can have a conversation. Yeah. I can't deal with that because I'm a snack. When I snap, it's not going to be good. So Oh, goodness. It's, it's, it's going to have to, um, that energy is so important, but keep surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, definitely. Amazing goals, amazing goals. Mm-hmm. So I know the show is over, right? So it's airing on TV right now, right? Yeah, it's still the season is still going on. 
Okay, so can you tell our listeners about that whole experience of you being on Reboot uh, Blondie? Yeah, I can I can say what I can say. Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to say this, is that <clears throat> me being on social media, me being a full-figured, you know, person, because I've, I've never really liked to call myself a model. I feel like I, I will model, but I'm, ne- I'm not necessarily a model. But mm-hmm. I got a lot, a lot of negative feedback about what I was doing. Are you showing too much? If I, if I did a lingerie promotion, are you showing too much? You're just only going to be a sex symbol, blah, blah, blah. Only men mm-hmm. like the women to come on my page. Because one thing I noticed is that men will comment more than women, mm-hmm. period. You know what I'm saying? If it's, if it's anything dealing with mo- like model-like or whatever, it's just that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Men, right. men you know how men are. But I got, you know, it, you know, guys just like you because your body, blah, 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 right? But what mm-hmm. I will say is that the whole time I had two TV networks watching me. So Bravo TV was not the first TV show that I actually signed a contract with. And oh, you wow. won't be the first person that I tell this publicly because people, the only people that knew me personally knew. So I was supposed to be on this show called Ready to Love in Atlanta. I mm-hmm. you know if you watch it, it's on, it's on own TV network. They just kind of yeah. went off. So I was supposed to be on that first, very first season. Crazy thing about it. Again, through this platform, this, this model platform, the show reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was supposed to do that show, went in, did, uh, did my Skype interviews, signed my contract, knew how much it was going to pay me to do the show. All that guy said, and the producers was like, uh-uh, your social media platform is, like, way too up there. Like, you should not have no problem finding a little. We can go right on your page and see 200 men come in. You know, this, 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 wow. this way this show is made, uh, it's just not going to be a good fit for, for you. It's not going to be believable to have you on this kind of show. And I was kind of upset about that because I feel like, damn, you know, one of the things about being a public figure is it is harder to find genuine love. And, I, and I'm not even one of those. I'm not even a Cardi B type. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a regular girl who's just popular, but I can imagine once you get to that celebrity status like that, how much harder it is. But even just yeah. being a popular person, you don't know if people want who they want. They want the person that they see on social media or they see the person that's, you know, day to day. Do you want the real me? Um, right. And we're the, we're the same, but at the same time, you know how it is when you're on social media and then when you're off. It's just, it's a difference. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So from that opportunity, from that opportunity, somebody that was in that room that they, that, that said no for this show, remember me and casted yeah. me for Bravo. They hit me up and said, okay, we want you to do this show. We think that your personality is going to be super dope. We want to um, send you on a date to see how, we want to see how, how Chrissy acts when she goes on a date. Right. And I said, okay, all right. And when they said they were going to send me on a date, the producer they did, you know, there's a process when you're getting ready to go on TV and stuff like that. And my producer was right. And I said, do you know Jungle Fever? And he was like, why? He said, I was like, you got this look. And then uh, and he just started laughing. So from that point, he showed me his girlfriend and she was black, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, all right. So when they actually cast me for the show, you can send me on the show saying, I think my date is going to be white. I just think my date is going to be white. I'm in, I'm in the truck and I'm saying that. And the whole time, my date was white. <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you that I've been getting so much backlash from that, but I love it. I love it oh because it's diversity. And wow. you see way more black men with white women than you see black women with white men. And not only that, it was an experience. The guy was super fun. I mean, you from from the viewers, 
people that did see the show, even my own dad was like, did you go another day with this guy? It was just an all-around awesome experience, <laughs> how they portrayed me. I was uh, 100% satisfied with that. The only thing that they said that I didn't like was that I was an Instagram model, and that's not what I told them. <laughs> um, but... Um, but they took what they, you know, felt like was marketable. But other than that, I love the way that the show portrayed me as, as a full figure woman, whatever. So definitely was a great experience. So I just want to just say to anybody that's listening is you never know who's watching on your social media because, you know, there are people who go out there and they, and they want, they want this role and you usually have to, you usually have to apply for a casting, right? But in this mm-hmm. situation, I did not have to apply. They knew exactly who they wanted to be a part of the show. And so I'm definitely grateful for that. And that, and that keeps me going on days where I don't feel like being a part of social media. I have to tell myself, Chrissy, people are watching you. Like you have amazing opportunities just being yourself and keep being yourself. Don't try to be like the next model girl. Be Chrissy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad that was a, you know, an amazing experience for you. Oh, definitely. You never know who's watching. I'm you never know. All the time. You never know who's watching. I actually just had a client who had um, custom apparel and was looking for a new um, printer to print, you know, her, her shirts and things of that sort. So she said she went to the meeting the other day and she said she went in there and she seen jerseys for uh, um, a team, a basketball team. That is one of my clients. She's like, oh, snap, they get their stuff printed here. So she's talking with the guy, and the guy like, oh, yeah, I know this person. Yeah, they the owner of the basketball team. And she's like, oh, yeah, my Brandon coach here, she does this, and the third, she does this for them. And he goes, says, oh, yeah, I know her, too. Now, mind you, I don't even know who this man is. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who this man is. And he was like, yeah, I've seen her work on social media. I see how she is, her, her attitude, her, her personality is decent. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't even know who this man is. We yeah, you never I know. I don't even know who this man is, so you just never know who's watching you. Never, never know. know. And it's just, and be who you are, you know, because I will say this, and admittingly, there are times you see people on social media just seem like they just living their life, and you be like, damn, fuck my life. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, mm-hmm. you be like, what What the hell did I do wrong? I went to, I, me, I went to college three times, you know what I'm saying? I got three degrees. I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what, <laughs> what, 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 I need to be, I, I'm supposed to be in the mansion right now. You know, some, sometimes I'll think that but at the same time, what's for you is, is, is what's for you. That's right. And it's all in due timing. And that's why I'm grateful for everything that I, that I have. Um, but at those times when you're feeling like, man, this person likes it so much better than mine or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you try to be like them. Here you go trying to adopt right. everything that they do. You taking pictures like them. You want your shape to look like them. And that's just not who you are meant to be. So I just took my opportunities that I've had, which I've had a lot. Um mm-hmm. For me, for me, it's been a lot. For somebody right. else, it's probably, mm, that ain't nothing. But for me, it means a lot to me, the opportunities I have had. Um, and just being me. So I definitely appreciate that, that just being me and not putting on a, a fake Chrissy or anything like that. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Yes, that is amazing. That's super dope. Like you said, what's for you is what's for you. I literally was on a live last night. I didn't even know I was on this live for almost an hour and a half because I was going in so hard. But like you said, like, you'll see somebody on social media and they look like they live in a damn life. And like you said, you'll have that response like, well, damn, why I'm not living mm-hmm. like this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got this it's natural. Girl, I was like, y'all, we never know these people's situations because homegirl might be in Tahiti, but guess what she didn't do? She probably didn't pay her rent for the last two months so she can put down these unpayments. She probably got a kid walking around here with a dirty diaper and she laying on a, a, a air mattress. We don't know. 
You know, we don't know the yeah. situation. So I'm like, just be careful because social media is a world that we created as people, you know, and mm-hmm. people put whatever they want on social media. And we have to judge for ourselves whether we want to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I done met a lot of flexors. Like I done met a lot. I used to be what they what they what they coined being ATL as a celebrity blogger. Um, uh, which mm-hmm. I when I first got here I started um people would ask me to come out to this, come out to this or whatever. And then um I would just write about my experience, just me being new in the mm-hmm. city because you know, that was a little side of me that I was exploring writing at that time. And so I've been around a lot, a lot of different celebrities, right? And mm-hmm. end up befriending people who had been on TV. This is way before I was on TV or anything like that. And I'm thinking, oh, these people on TV, tell to the no. I'm talking about to the point <laughs> to where I've had to, can, you know, can you give me a ride? You know, can I be able to, we, we about to be, we, me and my girl, we about to be homeless. I'm about to let folks come live with me. Things that people don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot oh of people. I'm like, look, I'm about to let these people come stay in my damn living room. But these people have been on TV. They're supposed to be like celebrities. So it's just not all what you think. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not all what, what you think. And I do what makes, you know, what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is knowing that I got somewhere to live. And forget Tahiti. Forget uh, if, if I'm trying to go to Costa Rica and all of that because mm-hmm. I ain't paying my rent. Like, I like my stuff in my place. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't trying to be homeless. Like, I, I didn't went okay. for too many. You're like, come on now. Like, people got to, people got to put their priorities in a different place, you know. And, and yeah. because, like, like you said, it's not all what you see. Like, that same person is, is has an eviction notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. And so you just got to start walking in your truth. And I promise yeah. you things will be so much better. And sometimes I tell people to take a break from social media sometimes. Like, you really, really need to take a break. Yeah. Like, and I had to reduce the time that I was on social media. So now I don't even, I used to be all on people on the explore page. On next thing I know I'm on this girl page. I don't even know these damn folks. You know what I'm saying? But I think about how much time that takes away from my day, like how unproductive I am. So I have to limit myself on the scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So can you tell our listeners about any upcoming events or projects you may have? Um... Right now, I'm in a transition phase. Uh, I'm, I always feel like I'm in a transition phase. Really, I, I, I am always in a damn transition phase. I don't know why. I think that's just my, my life. Being that I have invested in so much different things financially, now I'm just in a sitting still phase. Like, Christy, before you go spend $5,000 on this next project, do you want to do this? Because, you know, see, I'm, my personality is I'll do something for, like, three to six months. And after that, I have no interest in it. I kind of got that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I have, mm. I have to sometimes pull back and tell myself to just sit still sometimes. And that's pretty right. much what I'm doing. I have some things that, you know, I think that I want to do, but I need to sit still so that I know that I know what I know. Right. So all I'm going to mm-hmm. say about that is, is just that Chrissy's in a, in a still zone right now, but you can always expect something is coming from it. Just don't know when. Right. Like people didn't even know I was going to be on TV because I don't brag and boast. I just tell you when it's accomplished and when it's finished. Right. That's just my personality. So I don't really have any anything, you know, just set in stone that I can give. But I will just say, you know, I appreciate the love that people keep giving me and the support because when you're telling me things like, oh, my gosh, you inspired me, like that inspires me. So right. other people telling me that they're inspired inspires me to keep going. Yes, yes. Be yeah. inspired. So how can our followers, I mean, how can our followers, how can our listeners, <laughs> well, you yeah, follow us too because they're listening. <laughs> um, Shout out to the listeners and followers. Media. 
Okay, so um, I'm on on Instagram. My main Instagram is at Curvy Curly Chrissy Chrissy with one S. And then from there, it'll take you to like my. I have a Curvy Curly Chrissy two page and a couple other pages. I'm actually getting one exciting thing that I want to just mention is that I'm actually getting a dog Tuesday. So I'm so super excited because we already have a social media page. Her name is Honey. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, yes, honey. <laughs> yes. And so that's why I wanted her name to be Honey, because I was like, I can be like, oh, Honey. You know, I know it's crazy, but. <laughs> um, yeah, getting back to that. Uh, so my main Instagram is Curvy Curly Chrissy. And also my Facebook is Chrissy Chris. But if you just do a Google search of Chrissy Chris, you'll see me. If As long as you spell Chrissy with one S. Awesome. Awesome. And before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but just in life? I would say do what works for you. Do what works for you. So if anything that you're trying to accomplish, you don't have to take the same street, the same route that anybody else is taking. Do what works for you and level up that way. Yes, yes, yes. People, the blueprint is not the same for everybody. It's not. And that's what people, I, I wish people understand that, like, I can't tell you exactly how to get your platform exactly like mine because it's not going to be the same. You're a totally different person. Your character is different. Your personality is different. Visually, you're different. But do what works for you and boss up that way. Yes, yes. That was awesome. I am just so happy to have had you on the podcast today, Chrissy. Um, Thank you. Are, you know, write, jot down, you know, different gems, you know, how they can contact you and be on the lookout for when you drop in something major. Because like you said, you're moving in silence right now. You're in chill mode. But yeah, y'all, because I'm sure something amazing is coming down the pipe. Yeah, I, I pray for it. So coming. it's coming. Yes, yes, yes. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Boss. Ain't none to it.